Hi everyone, welcome to the latest episode of Sumerius Harem and today I will be speaking to Darshana Bala all about therapy, coaching, energy healing and even managing your own little company because you love to do all kinds of things. Darshana is multi-talented um, and she's also deeply dedicated to working on herself. Once again, everyone, I am Sumeria Varin Gill, and I am a certified sex and relationships coach, amongst other things. I'm also an energy healer, a womb wisdom practitioner. I am a yoga teacher, certified yoga teacher, um, and I still do some finance, actually. I'm still a finance director. And right now, you are listening to my interview with Darshana Bala. So, hello there, Darshana. How are you? Hi, Sumeria. Thank you for having me. I am well and good. Thank you so much. Amazing, amazing. Thank you so much for talking to us today. So, Darshana is, um, as I mentioned, she loves, well, she loves inner work. I have to say, if I have to use the word love because there's so much dedication. When I read your page. Can you remind me again the, the name of your Instagram page? Yes, it's The Grounded Spiritualist. That's what Wonderful. it's called. Wonderful. So when I read your page, um, and there's like, you know, the wording, the wording that you use to describe your posts really comes from a space of deep, deep reflection. It comes from a space of having done the work. Like if you read the content, it will hit you because you are, we're all going through a very similar journey. So totally, totally um, a fan and truly grateful for the effort you make to create the content that you do. Um, and my first question for you today, Darshana, is how did you go from therapy, coaching and energy healing? What was that journey? That's a very good question. Thank you so much for asking me such a deep question. No one's asked me this before. So you're <laughs> always, the first person always who's me. always me. <laughs> you're the first person who's reached out and asked me to talk about these things. So I guess for the benefit of um, everyone who's listening, um, I'm not a therapist, but uh, I have attended therapy and I still do actually. And I've also uh, been coached and I'm also a coach. Um, and I've also done energy healing and I also provide energy healing. So I'm on both ends of the spectrum all at once. When you so wrote, how did I start? Leader. Yeah. Just want to add that in. I am, yes, I also do tarot. Um, and that's something that I've been doing for the past three years. Um, apart from running my own business, uh, which Sumeria mentioned earlier, which is where I spend more of my time actually. Um, in communications, uh, strategic communications, and professional coaching. So, and that is Illuminaire, right? Yes, that is Illuminaire. Thank you. Thank you for saying the name. Um, so, how did I start with therapy? It's interesting because I feel like initially I was very um, against <laughs> going for therapy. Um, I didn't really think that there was anything wrong with me. Uh, a few years ago, and this is where it started, say around 2018, 2019, I started to realize that I was becoming a lot more stressed. 
Um, mm-hmm. And it would increase. My stress was increasing. I would brush it off as just like work stress. I work in communications, right? So before I ran my own company, I was working full time in uh, communication jobs. So anyone from the PR comms background, you will understand how stressful it can get. So I attributed all of that to just my work. Um, and then it got even worse. And it kept getting worse. It kept getting uh, intense to a point where there were some days where I could not even get myself out of bed. Uh, at the same time, I would still say, it's okay, I'm just tired. And it took a bit of time before I realized that, oh, this is a little more than just stress. And it took someone else telling me that I need to consider speaking to a professional. If not, it's going to get even worse. And that someone is my husband, which I think we can, wow. I, I will I will have to say that he has been very supportive of my healing journey, uh, all types. Right? So he's, he's, he's a very strong anchor and, and support for me. So I started therapy in 2018. And uh, when I mean therapy, I saw a psychologist and I worked on anxiety in particular. I've never been diagnosed with anything um, before this. And I was, I was very shocked <laughs> that somebody like me would end up with anxiety. Um, I am usually the person that people come to for everything, advice, help, uh, a, a shoulder to cry on. And I'm always portrayed as someone who has it all together. That has been like the personality that um, the world sees. And to an extent, I believed it for a very, very long time. So to be told and to come to, to terms with struggling with anxiety was not easy. I continued to go for therapy uh, on and off. It wasn't consistent for a bit. Eventually, uh, I went consistently and I started to see some uh, help and results uh, in the way my mental health was improving. So the reason why I always advocate for therapy in particular, I believe that help is available in all forms. We just need to tap into the right ones. And we have different needs as humans. Where I was at that point in time, I had a lot of um, mental disturbances, right? So in terms of mental stability, anxiety was causing a lot of stress, not just from a heart space, but also from a mental space. Speaking to a therapist who was trained to take me through that process and help me understand my fears um, from a mental perspective, from a conscious perspective, it helped to an extent, right? So I started with that. Uh, Eventually, I got to a place where I could better understand my anxiety, how to manage it, how to address it. And at that point, I then decided I would work with a coach. The shift from therapist to coach only happened when I knew that I was able to address whatever that was needed from an from a anxiety perspective first. So getting that uh, into, into uh, control initially. And when I started working with a coach, it was more about goals, visions, um, understanding the direction I wanted to take with life at that point, and a deepening a bit of connection to myself. When you go through some uh, mental health struggles, and I think a lot of people would agree, um, you may find that you get very disconnected from reality. You get very disconnected from um, the life outside of you. You start to only think about yourself, your problems, etc. So after you learn how to manage all of that, you come to a place where you feel like, oh, everything's new now. 
now I have these tools, now I want to get on with life, I'd like to get back into my life flow, how do I do this? So that was the point where I started working with a coach. And I chose a coach that I specifically resonated with um, because she was very uh, women-centric. She was also someone who was able to lead me through a lot of the challenges that I was facing, not just because she may have already had some experience with them. She was also trained to help me work through them. And that set me on a better tangent. Um, so that's where I started with therapy. And then uh, when I went into uh, coaching, right? Okay. And then, Thank you. yeah, uh, yes, go ahead. I think I've been talking for too long, so I'm going to stop for a while. Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, we, we, <laughs> yeah. we are about to embark into the energy, energy healing space. Yes. So you know, that's, you've, you've shared um, uh, your, your um, personal experience with therapy, anxiety, You've shared your personal experience with coaching and the selection process and, yes, energy healing. When did that come in and why? How? Yes. So energy healing. Ah, it's very interesting how you end up doing energy work. Um, for me, I feel energy work is not new. It's something that I've been exposed to for a very long time in my upbringing, uh, in my childhood, I've, I've always had exposure experiences with it, but not something direct as of yet. Nothing, nothing so heavy and, and hands-on. I started exploring energy work during the pandemic. So all these things that I've spoken about, right? Um, the therapy and the coaching, all this happened uh, actually pre-pandemic and through the pandemic. The pandemic really threw a lot of things off. It was like, a, it, it basically took me from this nice little happy space that I created for myself and just chucked me into a place where, okay, you have to deal with everything again now um, and it's going to be harder than you thought, right? Uh, mm -hmm. And I feel, like, I feel like a lot of people would agree that it has, it has been a life-changing planetary incident. It has completely thrown us off our little happy spaces, comfort zones. I chanced upon learning tarot first, very, very randomly. And Although how did when that I come into your life, like why, why tarot? Yeah. So honestly, when I started to learn tarot, uh, it was just something that was suggested to me by my cousin, who said. Um, someone I know is teaching tarot. Do you want to start learning tarot? And I just said yes without even thinking twice about it. There was no sitting down and thinking, oh, I'm going to do this because blah, 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 blah. It came at the right time. I was looking for answers. I was in a place where I needed some direction. Yes. And in 2020, I started to learn tarot. And that was my first, I think, official, actual, formal learning of something a bit more energy-based, uh, formally. Okay. When I started to learn tarot at that point, I just felt like this is it. This makes so much sense to me. And the reason why it made so much sense was because it, it helped me to feel very connected to myself. Learning tarot helped me to feel connected to myself. And I believe that it is because 
tarot is very much based on your energy. It is very much based on whatever's going on inside you. It helps you to see things that are very unconscious, things that are hidden within, and it brings it to light. And it shows it to you in such a way that you cannot say that it doesn't exist. You know, it's literally a mirror saying, okay, this is what mm. you're not looking at. Yeah, see, see I totally and then agree. do something about it, right? I, I mean, you do tarot. I read tarot as well, as you know, um, and it is it is mind blowing how uh, twenty two cards can tell you everything. Yes, and that whole fool's journey made so much sense to me, um, mm -hmm. and that's when I started to deepen my learning uh, with energy, and I felt like. This, this is probably, this something is there, something there for me to look at and learn. I did not really know where it was going to take me in 2020. I just knew that I had started this initially for myself. Uh, and soon after that, I realized that this was one way I could contribute to the world, to people around me, to helping. Mm. So I started to offer tarot as a part of my energy offering at that point. And it started very small, you know, with friends, family, and eventually it started to spread a bit more. I had clients from um, all over the world. Uh, and I think this is one of the good things about the pandemic. You, everyone says that it, it connects you virtually almost anywhere. Um, so I had yes. a lot of clients get in touch with me from Australia, from the UK, uh, even from Luxembourg and uh, India and the US and a few other countries. So I've seen clients in many different countries and I'm always, always blown away by how accurate readings are. And mm, interesting. And, that, interesting. and that's when I started to uh, deepen that study of tarot because it's not just about the cards, right? It's never just about the cards. It's about the energy that each card carries. And it's about how you interpret the energy of the card, but also how you understand it. So I always feel like it's a balance of both. You need to have a bit of practicality when you read it, but you also need to be very in tune, very intuitive, um, and very aligned to the energy of the client and the energy of the universe all at once. So I started to deepen my practice. I, would, um, I actually bought books to read on, on tarot, holistic tarot, I looked up the history of tarot because I'm a bit of a nerd like that. So I started to study it even deeper. Um, I eventually did a level two, an advanced tarot course as well uh, for my practitioner purposes. And Great. then and then I studied energy healing. So that came later, much later. I see. And which, which modality is it that you practice energy healing? So I practice the um, Egyptian uh, modality of energy healing and also chakra healing, essentially. Um, both very beautiful, very, so much of love and compassion in, in this work, I feel. Um, and initially when I learned energy healing, it was also, again, for myself. I did not do it with the intention of offering it uh, outside of myself. But eventually there was a, I feel like it's a calling. Um, almost a prompting and a push that says you need to put this out you need to offer this there will be people who will need your services just keep it open um, and what i've realized is after having energy healing done on myself as well and then now offering it 
there are so many layers to a human that we cannot understand just from a physical and mental and emotional perspective. And working with energy healing helps you to uncover and connect not just to parts of ourselves that have been forgotten, but all the parts of ourselves that we do not understand. And when mm -hmm. that comes to light, it allows us this gift of integration. And that's how I see it. I see it as a way to integrate all that has been forgotten, been pushed away, been misunderstood, not by others, but also by ourselves. And when I started working with energy healing as a modality, first as a practice that I was just trying to learn, I would do it on myself and I would, I would, I would see the benefits. I could identify areas in my life that I had either been neglecting, ignoring, um, or I've been afraid of to go back and open. Um, and it has helped for me to slowly find inner integration on levels that may not have been possible just with therapy alone or just with coaching alone. So that has been my collective experience. Amazing. That's amazing that, you know, you have, I mean, that's a lot of work. That's a lot of work happening. I, you mentioned 2018, 2019. It's now 2023. So over a period of four and a bit years, you haven't stopped have you? It's just been a constant movement towards integrating yourself. <clears throat> and yeah, I think for, for me, I picked up tarot cards because they were just so taboo. I saw them. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was 25 um, and I was living in Manchester at the time and I saw these tarot cards and I was like, I have to get these things. They're just so they 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 feel so right. But why is it that everything around me at that time, anyway? Because you know we're going back about what um, nineteen years now, and thinking about that time, you know, at that time there was so little on mental health and spirituality. It was all no one spoke about this stuff. It was super super taboo. Um, so I I drew close to it because it was taboo. And uh, my my when when I when I opened that deck, I could read it. I could look at the cards and I could tell stories. But how it has shifted into what it is now is because of the progression of the field of therapy and coaching, because it has given it context. You know what I mean? Like the the, yes. the shadows that exist in the tarot cards, the truth of the fool's journey. Like all of it has come to life because there's been validation for all those fields. So I I see coaches today, many coaches, including myself. I offer tarot reading as well. Um, most of them, I think, also do energy healing. Um, I'm not sure about therapists. I think mm. uh, therapists have to stick to um, a, a a mental health setup, um, and yeah. it's it's a it's it's a different way of looking at things. But Carl Jung, Carl Jung knew about the shadow self he knew about past lives but he did not approach he did not push it into psychology because of the mindset close closure back then so yes it is, yeah it is an amazing an amazing space that we're in now we are rebirthing in so many ways 
And the question I have next for you, Darshana, is based on something you just said, which is it felt like you were connecting to yourself. Mm. What does that mean to you? How does that make you feel, this, this term connecting to yourself? Actually, it's very scary. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is terrifying. I mean, I can tell you, oh, it felt beautiful, Sumeria. It was wonderful. I felt so, you know, blah blah blah. But really, it is terrifying. It's for me. It was, oh crap! You really have to do this right now. You have to dig deeper. There is no choice, you know. Um, and it felt like whatever that I've been doing throughout my life has been preparing me for these past five years of deeper inner work. That's how I saw it, the feeling of connecting to myself. I feel like I have always been a seeker from the time I was, um, I won't say like from the time I was a small kid, but I would say from the time that I have been aware enough that uh, there is something more beyond just what the eye sees. So, from the time I was a child, so maybe I can tell you a bit about my background. I am, uh, I was born in a Hindu family, brought up in a Hindu family, very typical, regular Malaysian Indian Hindu family. I believe mm -hmm. in God, yes. I believe um, that there is uh, a power that is greater than, than what we can see. Um, I've had experiences with the divine as a child. Um, I have, in whatever childish, you know, little very innocent ways that, that we want to, to, to say. And I've constantly tried to look for answers in different places. Um, as a young adult in my early 20s, I've explored uh, doing energy healing with others. I have uh, mm. learned about the chakras, but very like, you know, loosely. You know, I would read, I'm, I'm an avid reader. I love to look at stuff. Like, I actually think I'm a nerd. I read and read and read. Um, but what it does is. Read those. That's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I feel like books, um, especially books on spirituality, it helps you to expand your perspectives. And I would do that a lot. Um, I would look for books by different teachers, different gurus, uh, different modalities. And it will always lead me from one place to another. And I'd be so amazed that there is this ability to heal beyond just medicine. Uh, so mm. all that started before and i remember sometime in 2015 2016 when i was doing like a, a vision planning i would write i wrote down something like uh, learn energy healing formally and then i forgot about it <laughs> so years later i actually did it and my husband reminded me that i had told him that you know this is something that you wanted to do uh, do you remember and i said no actually so this is this is very new to me but also on this journey, you need to be brave enough to, to open that door to the self. It's not as mm -hmm. a lot of people feel like there's these beautiful lights and angels and all these people start showing up. Maybe it does laugh for some people. For me, it was just crap. <laughs> this, is, this is going to be terrifying. Um, and it's hard because, oh, there was so much fear to meet the self initially. Uh, there was a, so much resistance. There was so much um, doubt whether this is the door that I want to open and go, go even further. But at the same time, I was very aware that I had to do this. 
So it was almost as if there were two different needs on two different levels. There's one that is here on this plane of existence, on this planet, in this human body, who feels everything that a human feels. And at the same time, simultaneously, there is this higher awareness where I can connect to and I understand that this is the only way through. This is the way you meet yourself. You need to dive into this place. You have to integrate. And through the integration comes that feeling or seeking of the peace and the calm and the joy and that bliss that everyone speaks about. And I honestly don't know when that's going to show up. But <laughs> that yeah. is so true. I mean, it is, right? is full of memes, you know, about the, yeah. the spiritual journey. One side will be like, oh, I thought it's going to be blissful or love and light. And the other side's like, ah going nuts um, yeah yeah it is it is like that I, I I have to agree because I think the the message that we get about spirituality you know is this realm of heaven when mm. it is you know ultimately we're working towards our inner heaven but my goodness do we have drudges to get through we have like mm. you know well of like stuff that we haven't dealt with we've just been ignoring and pushing to the corner so when it does come up, it's like a it's like a well, you know, like that that um, like when they find water, uh, hot 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 water piles, and it just yes. like pops out from from the from the earth bed. It's like that. It's like bush. so yeah. Mm. <laughs> That's exactly it, and I feel that we must always, at least for me, I try to remember that. The journey, it's actually about the journey. The, there is an end goal. You know, we all, and the thing is, we don't even know what the end goal really is supposed to be. It's what you decide it needs to be for you at this point in your life. For me right now, the end goal of my inner work, I feel, is simply to meet myself. Really? You know, all, yeah, mm -hmm. that's it. I'm just trying to meet myself. I'm trying to meet all aspects of myself. Um, and I'm trying also not to shy away from all the things that I've denied myself, right? And it's been, it's been both very hard and very beautiful and very heartbreaking all at once. It's a lot of things at once. Hmm. It's, 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 a, it's very hard to put into words what inner journey can actually mean. And I think that's also the beauty of it. It's very unique to each individual. Some people have that, you know, bliss moments. Um, and one example that comes to my mind now is uh, the teacher, Eckhart Tolle. Eckhart Tolle's books are so well known and we've all read them. And we all remember that first chapter uh, in his book um, where he talks about, I'm not sure which book is it, is it uh, The Power of Now? So yeah. in that first chapter, he talks about how suddenly he feels one with everything. Mm -hmm. And you're like, mm -hmm. I want that. I so want to feel that, you know? <laughs> but but we cannot, like, we cannot force our way to feeling it. And we cannot pretend our way. I mean, we can, but it's it's not the same. Mm -hmm. We have no idea what Eckhart had, had gone through in his life in totality before he had reached that point where he was able to tap into this oneness. Um, at the same time, I know that everybody on earth has at some point felt one second or two seconds of that oneness at some point. 
right? The mm. only difference is some people know how to maintain it and be in that space. Others struggle. And a lot of us are in that space where we are trying to feel more connected to ourselves. We're trying to excavate more of that just to get deeper and deeper. At one point, we will probably get there, but I don't know when that point is, even for me. you know, I just feel like right now, it's a nice to have this feeling of I'm connected to everything. Because honestly, can I really feel connected to everything? No, I don't think so. There are still things that I'm dealing with. There are still biases that I have. There are still people that I don't want to see, you know. Um, mm -hmm. And let alone that, there's still like, in general, things that go on in the world that I find difficult to stomach. I cannot, sure. I cannot just switch... I cannot just switch my thinking and, you know, think from a very intellectual level and say, yes, but at the bottom of all of this, we are all one. We are, but in my human body, that's not easy for me to accept yet. But what I can do, and that's, I think that's where the inner work comes in. I can work on deepening my awareness. I can work on understanding and becoming aware of where my biases, uh, where my blocks are. I can work on understanding why they exist. And I can then work on choosing whether or not this is something I'm ready to integrate or not. So that's how I see this inner journey at this point. Powerful, really, really powerful mm -hmm. stuff. And it's amazing how when you start to look at yourself, right, you know, you think that, it is just this this work that you do one workshop that you attend i mean as as you've stipulated it is pretty much never ending mm, it yes. is an investment it, it is, is dedication it is dedication it is about knowing that okay i've come to this point now and i feel all right here um but you can't wait for the next trigger to take the next step you can mm. if you want to but you have this feeling that there's more and that there will be more because, you know, we are creating the world around us. So if the world around you still isn't where you want it to be. The answer is most likely within. It is within, actually, not even most likely. Take that out. It is within us. Our limited beliefs, our past life setup, our ancestral heritage, conditioning, it's all sitting in there. Um, this like this like huge you know like a like a like a pressure cooker around us all the time and then once in a while the steam comes out and you let go you feel this release ah oh, so nice so so mm. growth is continuous it is that spiral the cycle that the the um I'm not sure if you've heard of the divine feminine spiral that yes, growth I have, linear yes. is a spiral and you will spiral yes. over the same thing again to get a totally different perspective of it until you have that 360 view of one thing you haven't fully ascended over it. Personally, I don't mm. like to use the word ascend because yeah. no one is higher than the other and there's so much shadow. Our own shadow is stuck to the word ascension, ascend. So uh, it is really just personal work and becoming really, really compassionate and honest with ourselves. That's how it's been for, for me. So this inner journey that you speak about, how has it been viewed by your friends, your family? I know you mentioned your partner Bala has been amazing through this. He's been like an anchor. But what about those people that you just mentioned just now that you don't really want to speak to? 
what <laughs> what happened then? Yeah. Um, I think it depends, right? So in general, my friends, my family, uh, my in-laws, my parents, they're very supportive. They're very open to whatever I choose to do. Um, to them, and, and I feel like, again, I feel like this is also because of the kind of uh, spiritual background that I, that I have been blessed to come from. I come from a family that um, has always been very open to religion as a spiritual practice. So I've never really had issues with religion, uh, being okay. very indoctrinated and things like that. I've always been exposed to a very spiritual view of religion. Mm -hmm. And uh, we also grew up with a lot of acceptance towards other religious practices. And I think in general in Malaysia, um, well, for my generation, maybe your generation as well, it was not so difficult to have this acceptance. Uh, maybe now in the world we live in, there's a little more intolerance when it comes to religion. So because of that, I feel like in general, the people that I assimilate with the people that I uh, connect and, and communicate with, they're all very accepting and open, curious as well uh, about, you know, <laughs> crystals and essential oils and meditation. And I think it also helps that a lot of these practices uh, do have some roots in Hinduism to an extent. Uh -huh. um, yes. Meditation is not something that is uh, out of the blue for anyone who practices Hinduism. Um, and, and a lot of the other practices as well, right? Uh, use, the use of elements, for example, in energy healing is very much like how an altar would be set up in a Hindu household. There's always an element of fire and air and water, etc. So th they are very accepting. The ones that I feel I'm not ready to have conversations with are probably the ones that this is where my bias is. And this is a shadow, I think, that I have to work on as well. Right. Um, the perception that people have that oh, all this is just nonsense. Lah, you know, uh, so there are some people who are like that. Yeah. So there are people who are like that, who are like, really, I mean, just take medicine and go to a therapist. Right. And that's not wrong. It's okay for some people to do that. It might be what they require at this point of their journeys. Um, and I'm not averse and not against therapy or medication for that matter. Some people require it. And at that point in time, medication helps. But there are also other people who may be where I am, where we're looking at things a bit more holistically. Therapy is important. Medication may be re required or not. Um, but I also need all these other spiritual tools to help me. And as I do this work and go deeper and deeper, I'm also getting to be a lot more aware of where my biases are and also how I used to be biased against these in the past. Uh, an old mm. me, <laughs> a few years true, ago, would have true. said no, no to therapy, no to medication. I would have said that, right? And I would have been, I would have convinced or tried to convince someone to not go, um, and say, you know, just just follow the spiritual practices. It will be fine. It is okay for people who are at that space, but it is not okay for some people who are not. And it is not my space. I'm not. It's not my job to judge. It is my job to be accepting and open um, for others to practice their truth and also allow myself to practice mine at the same time. So mm. I feel that's, that's, where, that's, that's what I feel uh, where I am right now. Um, and I also want to add one thing, Sumeria. You know, we, we do a lot of this inner work. We also need to allow time for rest. <laughs> I think that's something that I learned 
uh, the hard way. <laughs> you have to give breaks mm-hmm. without Everything. the breaks, right? There's no integration. There's no space for the integration to happen. I can't just do one thing today and like, okay, I'm ready. Give it to me. Let me do the next thing. Let me do the next thing. It's not going to integrate. So I have learned to take long pauses, long breaks, long times for reflection, um, especially over the past year. And it, it helps. It really elevates the whole experience of integration. Yeah, I, I, I hear you. I hear you, actually. Um, I think it was back in 2020 when I first started to put myself out there as a practitioner. I created a goddess journal, you know, a journal with space for you to um, have your full moon and your new moon rituals, and then a space for you to reflect all the information about the planetary movements, uh, the womb movements, the moon movements. And it was very much a lot of work because um, as I was doing that and I was I was creating it, I realized that there was a growth happening in me. Here I am creating something um, whilst it didn't feel like inner work per se, but there I was completely shifting myself from being in the space of finance to this goddess journal, which is like a completely different right brain activity that I had never done before. I mean, it was it was a sellout. But after that, I was exhausted. I, I I felt so um, depleted, and I knew it was because I needed to just sit and just just think about what I've just done because it was it was really powerful and it's powerful to me. No one outside who's purchased the journal can actually understand uh, the extent to which I I felt like this massive release, like I'm finally becoming who I truly am, and. It was huge. So we've got to sit with these these realizations, these these processes, these these new truths that are happening in us, as you mentioned. And the only way is rest. It's like sleep. You know, sleep gives us the chance to process the whole day and then have a start. It is so, 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 so important. Very well said, Darshana. Thank you so much for that. Yeah. I, I and thank you for sharing your experience. It's exactly that. If we don't allow the space for everything that we are, it's it's churning and it's it's clearing, right? We we need to allow the bodies, all bodies, energy body, mental body, emotional, physical, to rest and integrate. Yeah. Yeah, rest, rest. I think the wellness industry has been around since maybe 2011, like it really started to become an industry. Um, so I feel still we are at the at the baby stages of it all, you know, mm. where it's all gonna go will get clearer. And it's almost like it's about letting go of the end outcome to any of this. And that's yes. really hard to do because we've we've all been trained to just focus on the end yeah. outcome. And when you get that end, end outcome, that's when you celebrate, you're like, oh, you're done. But mm. <laughs> same here. Mm. Yeah, and and we're never done. I feel, I feel like sometimes we treat ourselves, and and I use this term often to remind myself not to do it. We treat ourselves like a self improvement project. We're constantly trying to improve and improve and improve, and it does yeah. not help that um, you know social media. We put this out. Uh, we see it all the time. Join this course. Do this thing. You know, 
we don't stop to ask, okay, is this something I really need right now? And what is it that I'm trying to desperately improve in inverted commas? At the end of the day, um, I think we are all imperfectly perfect. And I know everybody uses this, so I'm going to use it loosely. But to me, it means that we are all unique individuals. And I like that word that you used at the beginning, unique journey. We all have unique journeys. We just need to honor that journey and not want to be like everybody else. Like, what are we improving to? What is the purpose of this improvement? Right? Um, and whatever that end goal is to us, we also need to be able to release ourselves from the clutches of that end goal and enjoy the journey and the process of working towards it. Uh, and it's funny, again, this comes from Indian spirituality. It is actually part of the, the Bhagavad Gita. Um, when you read the Bhagavad Gita, at the end of this holy text, it actually says that the, 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 the end goal is not about reaching the goal. It is about releasing your, your attachments to the end goal and simply allowing and just doing and being yes. in that space. Yes. Right? Excellent. Um, yes. And that, that's really a guide, I feel. Yeah, because I was watching an interview with Prince Harry, you know, Prince Harry and Meghan. Um, and Prince Harry mentioned that the media has accused him of, you know, uh, belonging to the cult of psychotherapy. And when he mentioned that, it was hilarious because, you know, like it it does kind of feel like a cult for some people, you know, when you're pushing this <laughs> work over and over and over again um it is a shadow it becomes a shadow now the yes. word cult as well it just means you know a, a a huge a huge sense of belonging um these these people like peter thiel people who have built pay paypal they 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 do advise businesses to create cults because a mm. cult following means you are going to succeed. People just love what you do. Apple has a cult following. So it's so, so important to be able to sit back and look at what you're really following and why. Because Apple is, they've got a wonderful product. But my goodness, we really do pay a lot of money for Apple products over and above yes. actually available in the market. So it, it can become an addiction. Again, it becomes egoic. Um, mm. and, and what the Bhagavad Gita said that is, is totally true because it is not easy to see what's happening to you until there's pain. Sadly, mm. I don't know why it has to yeah. be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is only through that spaces of pain uh, that, I mean, for me, that's always been how I've, I've experienced this. It's, if you can sit with what is uncomfortable, if you can allow for it to rise and allow for yourself to hold it as it expresses itself, you will see an answer. And what follows is the calm and the peace and the relief and the gratitude after yeah. that. Yeah. And... What I feel as well is that eventually, you know, once you start this journey, you will see yourself responding to life in a completely different way. You yes. will see yourself owning your own shit. Yes, Sorry, exactly. 
No, but it's true, right? Uh, mm-hmm. I think that, that is, that is it. <laughs> it is, it is. And, and that's, that is part of this journey of uh, not repeating same responses, uh, living with higher awareness. And I think that's what it means. Awareness here doesn't mean we're sitting in a cloud and we're like, oh, this is all just Maya. You know, that's, that's mm-hmm. bullshit. It's, mm-hmm. It is about having the awareness to respond to life differently, to respond to your shadows differently, to accept the shadows. It all comes from that higher awareness at the end of the day. Very, very true. I just remembered the story of Sadhguru. You know, you, you mentioned Power of Now and Eckhart Tolle's mm. realization of oneness. Sadhguru, I believe, the day he woke up, the day he woke up to his consciousness, I think he had climbed a mountain somewhere in Chennai. wasn't a wasn't a super high mountain, but it was like a like mm-hmm. like a decent sized hill. Um, and please look up this story, anyone who's listening. And he reached the top, and he had had this moment where he just felt that oneness with everything. He mm. felt that vastness, and he just cried and cried. Mm cried and cried and it just he says the tears just didn't stop because it was so beautiful and this is the ultimate truth of what we are right we're all interconnected this conversation i'm having with you now means that you are my mirror you are my teacher you are here to give me something that will assist in my growth now this is a very peaceful method of growth but mm. other people will give you the same thing. It's just that they will trigger the other emotions that need to be released in us, that we've been holding on to. That means we are still working from a, a different a, a different mindset that is holding us back when the mindset shift that take, takes place, when you know people do the work like you've done, um, it's, it's amazing. Because did you ever think you'd be writing content like you're writing now? Oh, no. <laughs> Seriously, no. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? <laughs> yes, it is. It is beautiful. <laughs> yes. And, you know, sometimes I can't recognize myself. Can you? Yep. I sometimes think I'm. this is not me. This is not Darshana who is writing. So I've had a lot of those moments, yes. <laughs> powerful, powerful. Um, owning this journey is is so, so beautiful it's the only way to describe it right because there is pain and there is bliss and there is a and there's a heartfelt space that we connect to and we see that we are growing um, regardless of what's happening around us it's just it just really is beautiful it's called it's kind Mm -hmm. of like birth the journey of birth there's pain yeah and yet there's so much love yes I agree. And, yeah, and we rebirth and we rebirth through this journey until we, you know, continuously create ourselves with a lot of rest. If you if you mm. could see me now, I, my fingers are going with a lot of rest, like I'm I'm pointing to you. <laughs> <laughs> with the reminder you gave us all. <clears throat> yeah, 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 yeah. Totally agree. Uh, it's it's beautiful. But uh, it takes time and allowing yourself the time. And I think that's where the investment that you spoke of, it Mm -hmm. is a journey that you have to invest in, Uh, not just monetarily, 
but also mm. from all perspectives, your time, your emotions, your attention, um, your commitment, uh, all of it, you have to be able to invest all of you in this journey. Yes, so true. And the real life actions you have to take to make sure you're you're getting you're 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 really doing the work, you know, like speaking to people mm. that you need to speak to, um, maybe changing your careers, maybe yeah. saying goodbye to that partner that really has been holding you back. There's yes. just a lot here, a lot. Yes, yes, and. I also like what you said, Sumeria, everyone you come into contact with uh, is a teacher, is a mirror. It, it is so true. Um, and I would, uh, I like to do this sometimes. I sit down and I think about all the people that I've come into contact with and I try to to give thanks, you know, not just for the ones that have been uh, literal teachers, but also the other experiences, the partners that did not work out, the friendships that fell away, um, you know the the random the random things that happen in your life, and you're like, what did this incident teach me? Right? Uh, to be able to look back, even if I walked away with a lot of pain, uh, how it has helped me to become who I am today, and give thanks for the experience, for the person, for everything that has come up through that. It's a uh, mm. It's a lot, you know, but it's it's a it's a very beautiful journey when you start to look back and feel it, feel it all. Give thanks, gratitude. That's amazing. That's that's a really, really nice summary of ultimately being able to see the role of the other person in our life, the learning mm. and the gratitude. The yeah. compassion that we need to have. It's it really is unbelievable sometimes when I think about the depth of emotions that I have experienced compared to the way emotions were dealt with when I was growing up mm. it's such a different space such a such a sacred space actually a, a, a lot of this work it is it is even though it's messy and irritating and painful <laughs> um, there is so much sanctity sacredness so much love in in all that we do and we just need to start seeing it that way and to get to that place of seeing it is the inner work is that inner journey yes absolutely and i i chose to speak to you today that darshana because there's a lot of people who are embarking on this journey that you started you not mm. started you have pretty much become uh, you're, you're in it you're really really in it you've been doing the work for four or five years and not just are you doing the work for yourself you're helping other people you're receiving work from other people you're you're um, the em embodiment of the change that we're seeing as human beings today and you're also running your own company and this is this is how we all are we are we are spiritual beings and we can't deny it and the whole thing about religion, for example, has kept like, you know, it's like, although we had altars at home, ultimately we practice religion when we go to a place of worship, when mm. things are now completely different. I, I feel that religion in a sense had conditioned me to, to, to think that way, but spirituality has reminded me that everything is energy. And mm. 
and it has been it and it is for for many many a journey like yourself exploring feeling the pain connecting with yourself these are all terms that i know people would identify with so i'm yeah. i'm really really grateful for all your sharings today on that note would you be able to recommend a book for our listeners oh that's a very interesting question let's see I have particularly enjoyed reading uh, the autobiography of a yogi. Um, okay. It's by Param, yeah, by Paramahansa Yogananda, mm -hmm. um, and I think I the reason why I really enjoy it is uh, partially because there's a lot of references to Indian spirituality, which I connect to personally, and I also mm -hmm. do feel like a lot of the wellness industry is influenced heavily by Indian spirituality to an extent. Um, yes. But also there's a lot of guidance, a lot of um, awareness and a lot of just very real issues that are highlighted in Yogananda's journey. Um, although it may have taken place years and years ago, there are times when you read the book, you will, you will see words and paragraphs and sentences that speak to you. And it is I a agree. great book to start with, especially if you're just starting on this journey, just to understand a bit about what energy is, how energy works, you know, and the, the vastness of how it, it, it can be seen and experienced. And then ultimately, what is the truth that you are seeking behind all of it? Is it the frills and all the, you know, the, the, the powers and the occult stuff, or is it even deeper? Um, and this is a great book to, to start with, I feel. Um, and then just go where your heart takes you, you know, follow, follow your heart is what I, I go with when I'm, when I'm looking for books or seeking answers. Um, listen deeply and you will find teachers, books, people that come to you. Um, I just want to take a moment to say thank you to uh, teachers who have helped me to come to where I am today. Um, from my parents who you know who who may not know as much in terms of spirituality the way we do uh, and the things that we were exposed to today but i think they were my first teachers they exposed me to to the religious and the spiritual aspects of uh, whatever that i do my grandmothers who have been my first teachers as well um, the guru that i grew up with and i still very much am connected to satisai baba Shoin Ng, who helped me through a lot of my initial uh, stages in seeking. Um, Lavinia, who I learned tarot and energy healing from. Um, Amanda, who was my coach. And you, Samaria, who helped me to connect and embrace the inner masculine. Um, and these are just some names. But thank Aww. you. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much for that acknowledgement and that gratitude. And again, I mean, this is the reason why I chose you, because in your posts, I not just feel gratitude and compassion, but I feel this humility when it comes to this journey. It is, it is a huge knowledge base, right? It's about connecting with everything and everyone. And it, it does humble you. And sometimes we forget that, you know, in the space of like, all these like spiritual people that are now coming up on social media and media itself, it, it really can become an egoic journey, but we've got to stay humble. 
we've got to know that 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 we don't have all the answers and that we we need to learn um and you know i i'm i'm so so happy to hear that you're doing workshops you're teaching others um it's it's amazing it's amazing is there anything you're doing at the moment that you'd like people to know about well currently uh i'm not offering anything yet i'm still focused on deepening my inner journey uh i do hope to offer tarot this year um hopefully by mm-hmm. the middle of the year uh and i am working on a, a series on the chakras as well uh but i would like to approach it from a more uh, grounded practical and deeper aspects of this of, of spirituality there's always a lot of very surface level things and i'm not very surface level so this needs a lot of time planning uh i am hoping that it will be ready to be birthed uh soon yeah so exciting i'm so excited for you thank okay. you um thank you so much for your time today darshana this will inspire so many so i am really 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 looking forward to when we will speak again and wish you an amazing 2023 thank you so much samaria this was beautiful and i wish you and all your listeners a wonderful 2023 and have a beautiful inner journey this year thank you thank you thank you so much dear bye for now bye bye Okay